0: Today on the Zaidcast, a special visit to what I thought was pretty sacred sporting ground. Notorious JAY joins me to talk about the fucked up Iowa caucus, as well as the choke job by Kyle Shanahan and amazing Latina booties. All that plus the NFL better mind their P's and Q's on the non gray haired demo in the big game. Your bonus, 40 minutes of me, is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Oh, ho, 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 ho. here we go. thursday february 6 2020 thank you for downloading tomorrow for subscribers and you can do that by going to zabe.com uh, and learning more you can also download the ZabeCast app from your google play or itunes or apple app store uh and then you can sign up for premium which includes fridays through that method uh we are going to have a special bourbon cast with our friend Fred Minnick. So, for those of you brown enthusiasts, brown liquid, the brown nectar, uh, the good juice, uh, then go ahead and subscribe and we will see you tomorrow. It should be a fun, entertaining episode, to check in with Freddie Minnick. Before I get to Jay, I got to do something really cool today. I didn't, I, I will say this at 51 years old, grizzled, cynical. Been there, done that on a lot of neat things. I have not lost my sense of wonder in sports. I have not lost my ability to be a little bit jelly-kneed and pretty much, wow, excited. I got to today go all the way up into the office of one Barry Alvarez, athletic director at the University of Wisconsin and legendary Rose Bowl winning coach, the winningest coach in Wisconsin football history, an absolute titan in the college football world. And a guy who, you know, just by the cut of his jib, serious looking man. And I was sort of nervous like, oh, shit. Now you might say, well, what brought you up there? Well, good question. Um, the station that's carrying my show, on uh, 97.3 The Game in Milwaukee, uh, the station here in Madison, 10.70 The Game, Uh, set up a short promotional clip that involved Barry in his office. And when I get it, I'll blurp it out on social media. And so he had agreed to do this. And I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. So I was up there along with a a, a small television crew and some other people involved in the production, as well as Mike Heller, who does Afternoons uh, here in Madison on 1070, has been doing Afternoons for a long time, has filled in, on the Dan Patrick Show, and has done so very well. Uh, great guy, uh, Mike, and he is Mr. Madison. And we were up there, and it's funny because we come for the shoot, and this had been planned, and I thought, okay, this is going to be pretty smooth. We'll go up there, meet Barry, and be done with it. But as soon as we get there, my man Posick, who does an update hit with us in the mornings on 97.3 The Game, and calls Badger Hockey, and also is Mr. Madison, he pulls uh, my big boss, Drew Lauder, aside, and they start whispering. <laughs> come with me. And he pulls him aside, and I'm like, oh, shit. Something happened. You know, Maybe Wisconsin lost a big recruit on signing day. Maybe, uh, who knows, he's in a bad mood. We can't do it. There's that, a problem. Oh, fuck. Anyway, it was just a simple thing. They were trying to coordinate something. It was no big deal. But we go up there, and it was just awesome to be – in the inner bowels of the athletic department offices that are built right into the uh, south end zone. I'm pretty sure it's the south end zone. My orientation is not perfect here. <laughs> uh, the south end zone of Camp Randall Stadium, and that's you could look out from Barry's office out onto the field, and it, it was all snow covered. It's fantastic. And I, they say, okay, go on in. You know, say how to coach, and they feed me in there. And I think they were putting me up. I think they were setting me up because coach looks at me and says, nice to meet you. How come you're late? (laughs) I'm like, oh, shit. Because I wasn't late. I was brought to the shoot by uh, our station people. And I think he was just kidding. But super nice guy. Uh, we, We had nice chats about various things. I didn't grill him too much about (laughs) remember that time that Bielema went for those Arkansas dollars and you are like get out and then I coached the Rose Bowl yeah that was great remember that coach I didn't want to nerd out about it but I was asking him he has insane memorabilia in fact he's got stuff on the floor because there's just not enough wall space even in a big office to contain all the memorabilia but at 71 years old he looks fit and healthy and sharp and really good. And I don't get to meet a lot of people that have statues of themselves, like full-blown statues. Statue of him outside Camp Randall and a statue of Pat Richter outside Camp Randall. And to be up there in the inner, the beating heart of a major athletic department in Division One sports. And a major top 20 football program. That was pretty cool, man. I mean, it's it's big time. It's like you get a sense of this is big time stuff. Everything about it. And it's a machine. And they got it rolling. And when Barry finally does decide to retire, and who knows when that will be, I'm sure Badger fans are going to want it to keep on going. But there's no guarantee. You know, you look at some of these programs that used to dominate and used to, you know, you look at Miami and Nebraska would be the two programs that you say to yourself, well, they used to be huge. They used to be the gold standard in college football. What happened? A lot of things can happen and do happen. They have a big vested interest with the success they've got rolling right now at Wisconsin to make sure that once Barry does step down, the show goes on just like in Wolf of Wall Street. Here's how I know my regulars actually like doing the show. They call me when they sense they are about to miss a start. The Notorious, J-A-Y... Calling me on a... Is it Wednesday? It is Wednesday. Wednesday. I've lost sense of all my days. You couldn't do Monday. I tried to reroute you this week. And I thought, okay, Jay's. I said said I'd call you. I know, and you did! And I love that, Jay! Don't get me wrong! (laughs) Yeah. Anyway... I'm glad you're on this week. There is a lot to talk about in the wake of the Super Bowl, the halftime show, and everything whoa, else. Whoa,
1: whoa, we're not going to do our XFL breakdown. No.
0: Oh, we can do that as well. But first, I want to, I want to play. I want to give you a little uh, quiz here. Where? Well, you'll never guess. I'm up in Wisconsin. I'm up in Madison, Wisconsin. Scotty. As a matter of fact, Scotty, Exactly. I'm becoming a Scotty guy. And my my show on ninety seven three the game is being picked up by ten seventy the game in Madison. Now you might think, well, that's a natural fit. Madison is just an hour west of Milwaukee, and why wouldn't they take the show? There is a thing, Jay, between Madison and Milwaukee that is very fascinating. I'm not saying the two cities hate each other, but it's kind of like Baltimore and Washington. And I was
1: going to say, it's like D.C. and Baltimore.
0: Right, yeah. and you know that dynamic well. so I know that hate. For, so for my, <laughs> I didn't want to say hate. Hate's too strong. Here's the thing. Explain to my scotty listeners what it is between Baltimore and D.C.
1: Well, Washington thinks they are so much better and somewhat, so much more highfalutin right. than Baltimore. Right. Baltimore also has the proverbial ship on our shoulder about every damn thing
0: just because it's a smaller city
1: it's, it's, we're, we're in between new york right we're, we're in between new york philadelphia and washington we always feel like we get left out of everything or we get made fun of everything so that's smaller
0: just, in know. size grittier yes. uh port, you know baltimore is a port city you know you drive it through is. and you're like holy shit look at all these giant cargo ships unloading stuff, probably some of my cameras from Japan, Sony cameras, you know, that I'll buy in return on bulk, but, and, and no of much. course, Baltimore also having, unfortunately, a bit of a rep as a uh, as a violent city, and this year is not going well so far, right, Jay?
1: We'll call the city that reads, Abe. I don't know what the hell you're talking about.
0: <laughs> that is one of the names for Baltimore, right? Yes. The city that reads. They also call it the city that bleeds, but that's a whole that's different true. story.
1: That's that's a whole different story.
0: Yeah. Right. But exactly. Wait a so women so, how
1: far is Madison from the is that where the the, the not the, what's when was the Netflix special uh to catch a murderer? Avery. Isn't that where that guy was from, Madison? Uh,
0: okay. It somewhere around here. I didn't okay. see it. But
1: I did. I have watched like three times. I love it. Can't get enough of
0: it. Well you watched it. it was also A big podcast, wasn't it? Serial, yes. it was called, right?
1: No, Serial was the podcast of the the guy in Baltimore who may or may not have killed his girlfriend.
0: Oh. And dumped her in a park. Oh, right, 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 right. Well, anyway, so the dynamic up here is that Madison is a college town, first and foremost. It's all Badgers all the time. And it is the state capital of wisconsin and it is at its nuclear core very liberal and very proud of it and so
1: it sounds very liberal though
0: yes they are yes Yes, they are but it's funny because milwaukee is certainly the uh inner city part of it is quite liberal democrat voting and they're having the convention there this summer oh wow But the outer burbs of Milwaukee tend to be a bit more uh, blue-collar Republican, a bit more independent business, entrepreneurial. And so the state is in an interesting flux in terms of its politics. And as you know, the Democrats this cycle, Jay, they will let fucking hell come first before they lose Wisconsin, right? That's why they're having the convention here they realized this was the big state that got away the last time. That really hurt them.
1: Guaranteeing you they'll still fuck it up.
0: (laughs) Well, if the Iowa caucuses are any indication... There you go. Jay, as a man in politics now, as the chief of staff to what uh, Maryland uh, rep again? April Rose. April Rose. Give me your thoughts as a man in the political game on Iowa and the caucuses.
1: It was a complete... First of all, they went from... Uh, They they, they ended it by writing names on scripts of paper.
0: Right. Like in
1: 1776, I think they did the same thing.
0: Because the app they had paid good money to develop to make it easier didn't fucking work.
1: And by the way, you think that was Russian influence, that the bot didn't work? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm throwing out everything.
0: How would it, well, and, and what's the Russians game? I'm open to any conspiracies about oh, Russian I interference. The, I, I just no want idea. to know their angle. I
1: have no idea. No, How do they no benefit? Idea, but, well, they benefit because Trump will still be in office. Oh. So they F up the Iowa caucus. Ah. By the way, can we get, can we get done with the Iowa caucus, by the way?
0: Oh, it's, Jay, it's insane we still do this.
1: How is Iowa a representative of any part of America? There's like seven black people in Iowa. Right. And six Hispanics. Right. So how are they rep- any, any representation of anything in America? Same thing with New Hampshire, though, too. I know. How, how about go to where the people are?
0: Th- these should not be the first gatekeeper primaries that no. actually weed out some people. But there will be – I'm going to get an, a lengthy and maybe even eloquent defense of the current system in my email inbox. So from, forward that
1: to me because I'd like to hear that also. Forward that to me.
0: Okay. Um, I know there's arguments for it. I think they're weak arguments in this day and age. And I th- and I think it's time that we just said, fuck this all together because it's just, it's just crazy. Like it's crazy to see a nerd flipping a coin – and flipping a coin badly, and then the winner of the coin flip gets three delegates. That's you not, the, like, that's but, nothing. That's but not the American way. And then to have to have people sit there and listen for four hours and debate at the caucuses, I would it'd be, the only thing more insane would be having a townwide series of pistol duels <laughs> to, <laughs> to determine, here's how we're going to vote in this thing shoot it uh, into the sun, get rid of it forever, kill it with fire, and let's do this a smarter way. And what really was bad is that, okay, if it had run smoothly, it would have still been dumb. But it was fucked up to the moon, which leads a lot of people like me who have little faith in government to say, oh yeah, I don't want to give government any more responsibility because they can't handle the shit that they should be able to handle.
1: Hey, freaking man.
0: Yeah. Okay, so that said... Uh, uh, can we get an update on who you think will win the nomination as of right now? Not necessarily who you prefer.
1: Take hey, Bernie. Bernie. <sighs> because I think, the, Leonard Warren hasn't, taken, I hasn't know. taken hold of anything. The only other person, if it's not Bernie, this may shock you. Andrew Yang. Is
0: People he climbing? Him.
1: He is climbing, yes. They seem to like him.
0: He's the only guy I'd vote for, in theory.
1: Yeah, he, he he's the only he's guy actually, I could
0: conceivably vote for as a Democrat. He's by far the smartest guy in the field. And I'm not saying that just because he's Asian racist.
1: He, he has the best ideas. No, I, I, I was thinking about this while watching the caucus going, who would I vote for? And I was like, I can't vote for Elizabeth Warren because she had some idea. About if she were president, I don't know if you heard this. And by the way, we can't—we got to stop talking politics. I know. If she were—if she were president, she would have her secretary of education vetted by this one person, this trans teen. And I'm like, why?
0: <laughs> vetted by a yeah. single teenager who's a transgender? I,
1: yeah. Yes, who's transgender. Because that's what we need now. And I'm like, no, we don't need it now. No, actually, actually, we don't
0: need that now. Actually, we don't need that. Well, I saw Carville, veteran political operative, Democrat operative, saying, oh, my God, you know, we're talking as a party about letting people vote from jail cells and about opening borders. He's like, come on, wake up. Like, these are not things that are going to sell come November.
1: That the whole the the whole criminals voting is something that also has me doing backflips that's that's one of the things that if you're a criminal that's the first thing that's taken away from you why give it back to them you have lost your right to vote when you commit a crime i'm sorry
0: yeah and that's That's a felony too by the way misdemeanors you don't and i believe a lot of states are providing avenues to get that vote back when it's all said and done it's
1: insanity Uh, anyway
0: all right let's move on as ahead, Bert, go ahead, go ahead. as uh, as uh, as uh, Brian Gumble likes to say in his little Kermit the Frog voice on HBO, let's move let's on. on. Let's, let's move, move on. on. Okay, Super Bowl, Jay Cottrell, your thoughts?
1: Uh, I, 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 did I send no? No, it, I don't think I sent it to you on Twitter. So, are we sure, Sean? Sean McVay, the, the white coordinator here for 300. Are we sure that Miss <laughs> that uh, Shanahan? Is this genius now? I, I heard I heard someone say that if you criticize Shanahan, you're stupid. And I'm like, wait a minute, this guy has effed up two Super Bowls. He's effed up two Super Bowls now. We have a sample size. He's not good, right? What do you have? We now have a. Am I am I wrong in, in saying He's, that we now have a sample size two, which is more than one?
0: Yeah, he this is, is a
1: bigger. Fuck up, by the way.
0: Right, he is a. uh, He's a guy that knows how to design very innovative offensive schemes. We hey, can give him that? that. Oh, hey, how about so, that? So Something to be said for that. Job? He he likes to mash the button, Jay, on the jet sweep. Jet sweep, jet sweep, jet sweep. Fast guys. <laughs> but as a tactical guy, he fucked up the end of the first half because yeah. either he didn't trust Jimmy G or... He thought 10-10 was good with a minute and change and three timeouts. That's crazy, by the way.
1: Did you see John Lynch calling time?
0: I was like, it, no,
1: I was like, John Lynch is going to fire him after this game.
0: <laughs> no, they're boys, man. They're tight. He okay. he is going to wear this one for the rest of his life, and he may go down never having won a Super Bowl with two huge failures.
1: Minute, does, he male, does he wear this one more than the 28-3?
0: Yeah, because he's a head coach.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Okay. I think I think yes because he's the head coach. Now the throwing was more egregious in the lead against the uh, Patriots, but his offense in Atlanta with who was who were the running backs at the time, uh, Devontae Freeman and Devontae Freeman. and yeah. Tevin Coleman, right?
1: Yeah. Look at you.
0: Well, that's just thinking. He's on the Niners now, so he had he had two guys, two backs that just could go downhill on you and they were going downhill all game, and then with a big lead, he was still passing, and bad shit happens when you pass. I just thought that that possession, uh, up 10, nine minutes to go, they had just thrown a second pick, uh, had Mahomes, and what you do there is you run, run, run three times and punt if you have to, and you don't even blink. You do it because you say to yourself, at least run, 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 punt takes a minute and a half off the game, and it Makes them move more field and use more time. It's not a cowardly play. Sometimes the conservative play is not cowardly.
1: I, well, I remember they had the ball with six twenty three or six thirty two. I can't remember. First, first play they did a run to the left. They got like six yards, and then it was pass, pass, pass. Yeah. But well, ball game was over then.
0: Heck of a game! I went back and I parsed out the numbers for Mahomes before and after uh basically the the three and out at 9 minutes to go by the nine, by the Niners and he would have had a fucking terrible game. He would have had like 17 for 28 and 174 yards with two picks. Like let's say the Niners marched down the field. 7 minute drive, touchdown to go up 27 to 10. He might have padded those stats with you know something decent in desperation then with about two and a half minutes to go, but guess what? He, he would have he would have been the goat. He would have been the bum. It would have been yeah, Patrick Mahomes, nice guy. Stop putting ketchup on your steak and get better because you <laughs> choked on the <laughs> biggest stage. That's what they would have said, Jay. Because narratives are driven by outcomes in sports.
1: It would have been well. He's really not all that great. This he. he if you have a good defense, if a good front four, you can stop Patrick Mahomes. There you go. Which, by the way, Kelly Post is a fucking beast. Jesus oh.
0: Christ. Yeah. Oh, or, my God. Or Nick Bosa. Or, or Kyle. Bosa. Or Kyle Bosa, as I call him. Now, here's the interesting thing. I mean, Bosa was insane in this game. He had 10-plus pressures. And I know pressures are not a stat that we talk about a lot on sports radio, but, they, I mean, they're significant stats because they really say, are you getting in there and disrupting shit? You 10 pressures.
1: I think that, yeah. that's something.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's big. And so uh, he was relentless, but the back end let him down. And old Ricky Sherman. Mmm. Tough one for Richard Sherman.
1: I saw someone, though. Uh, what's um what's the guy? Lewis Riddick. Yep. Lewis Riddick diagrammed the play, and he talked about what Richard Sherman was thinking. So I really can't fault him all that much. Right. He got burned, but there was a reason he got burned.
0: Where where is Darrell Revis? Has he tweeted since he has not
1: tweeted? Oh. And I cannot believe he has not said anything. I thought that would be the first tweet.
0: Does Revis think okay, it's not right to pick on him? Is Revis I, lying in wait to get him guess, really good at some point?
1: I guess you gotta wait till the I guess you gotta wait till the off season when Sherman starts calling <laughs> again. Because he had.
0: You know what this is, Jay? This is like the uh, Russian in The Sopranos that got clipped in the head as he ran off oh, into the snowy where is Pine Barrens. and where is he? And all you could think about for the rest of The Sopranos was when is the where fucking is Russian going to pop, pop up again? Yeah. <laughs> When's Darrell Rivas going to pop up? You're like, oh, shit. He's got such leverage on Richard Sherman right now.
1: So, I loved, I, I, but, but uh, I, I did love Richard Sherman getting burned, though.
0: Yeah, I'm agnostic to it. I'm I'm okay with him. He's a hell of a player. He's had a hell of a career, and he's at that age where he's not going to be as locked down as he once was. It just is what it is.
1: Yeah, don't be in a lockdown. You have a, a expiration date. Sorry.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: So Dion at the end was a safety
0: with the Ravens.
1: With the Ravens, yeah.
0: That was amazing. Um, so anyway, the game goes off the way it goes, and uh, you know, next year everyone thinks the Niners. Have a good shot. The odds makers think they have a good shot to go back. But we all know the NFL is an episodic league. Every year is different. Every game is different. And I think it's a coin flip that they missed the playoffs. It really is. They could. They could easily miss the playoffs. Anyone could miss the playoffs.
1: I was going to say, I'm guaranteed they missed the playoffs.
0: Ooh.
1: Here we go.
0: Here we go. Yeah. Based on the old Super Bowl loser hangover theory, which has been pretty strong the last six years.
1: How was that Atlanta Falcon uh, Super Bowl run? Oh, that's right. They didn't make the playoffs.
0: I know. I know. It's a tough game. Halftime show.
1: I watched eight minutes of it, uh, or less than that. It was like a quick, yeah, um, let's go eat something. Um, Shakira's still getting it done at 43. Wow.
0: So you'd still draft her right now over J-Lo?
1: Uh, well, no, no. they both be. They're both draft-worthy.
0: Are they one two? Are they Leaf and Manning? Uh,
1: they're they no, they're my top five. I mean, over <laughs> for, for people over forty, they're right. number one and number two. Yeah. Right. Oh, but uh, it was not better than Prince's Super Bowl. That, that's still the goat of all Super Bowl halftime performances. It's still yeah. Prince.
0: Yeah. Well, Prince. I, this is going to sound sexist and 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 mean, but Prince is a real musician. I mean, let's not get ourselves. J Lo and Shakira are performers; they're not musicians. Do
1: you know, do you know who the uh, comedian Jay Anthony Brown is? No. Okay, well, he's a very. He's, he's, how about this? He's very well known on the black circuit. He said he said, he goes. This is when she was on the voice. Was she on the voice? Is that what shows Shakira? She was on? Yes. No, 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 no. no but J Lo was on something too, though.
0: They might have run her on one of those shows yeah. as well.
1: He goes, he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa! There is a competition, and at the end of the competition, J Lo votes on whether they can sing or not. That's comedy. <laughs> 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 That's comedy.
0: Yeah, J Lo. J Lo is like her own industry. You don't she, know
1: what she does. She, she doesn't do much well.
0: She does a little bit of everything. Edit. Yeah, she's she's pretty good at acting. So, did, did, did you like her in Maid in Manhattan? Where she played a I maid? I don't think I saw it. Oh, come on. Stop lying I about think, shit. I'm you not know lying. That.
1: I, don't, I don't think I saw it. I didn't even, I think the first time I ever saw her, what was that movie she did about the slain Tejano singer that I had never heard of? Oh, before? Selena? Selena. Yeah. That's the first time. J Lo does though have if uh we're doing a A a ass segment, she's top three. Easily.
0: (laughs) Out that ass.
1: Easily. Easily.
0: I mean, the the, the double ass shot was, it's like, yes, that's exactly what we came for. That's what we were hoping for. That's what we were expecting. Thank you very much.
1: 50 million 11-year-old boys went through puberty that night.
0: (laughs) There were some great viral videos of families that put their phone uh, on video and zoomed in on their kid's face, their teenage kid's face. And then zoomed out to the TV screen, and there were some real slack-jawed, wide-eyed 13-year-old boys out there.
1: Goddamn right.
0: <laughs> uh, by the way, Made in Manhattan uh, was uh, Jennifer Lopez with Ralph Fiennes.
1: Oh, okay.
0: A dire- story by John Hughes, the great, late John Hughes, uh, with Natasha Richardson as well. May she rest in peace.
1: I was going to say the late Natasha
0: Richardson, mm-hmm. yes. hmm and Stanley Tucci, and it's you know it was you know it's one of these rags to riches type love stories where Jennifer Lopez starts as a maid in a high rise hotel in Manhattan, and I got to tell you, hot maid porn, it's one of my things. I'm sorry. A, I was going to say there's a category for
1: that, but in porn, there's a, there's category, a, category, for for a category for everything. For everything,
0: I, and this is where I once again have to say ma. Ma log off the podcast. Log off the podcast. No I don't I, know what he's
1: talking about, Mrs. Avon. I don't right. know what this porn thing is.
0: It's <laughs> a I mean, I'm not some Harvey Weinstein predator and I would never do it, but there is always that sort of fantasy of the hot Latina maid that you actually get with while she's in her maid working outfit. It's okay. a thing. It's real.
1: We we don't judge here. We no, judge.
0: and and if you don't think that they didn't cast Jennifer Lopez in that role for that express reason, then you're you're just missing the boat. You don't understand mm-hmm. how movies get made.
1: She's the only Latina, or well, her and Rosie Perez. That's, it.
0: That's uh, it. Are you you want to go Latina hot hot pop stars? Well, not pop stars. How about the hot Latina pop culture indexed?
1: Oh, okay. Um. Um. Oh my, Sofia Vergara. Okay. Um. Oh God. What's What's her What's her name? She was just in a movie. Oh my God. Oh my. I can't. I cannot think of her name.
0: All right. I got a list here. Okay, Eva right. Mendez. Penelope. Eva Mendes, Penelope, yeah, Cruz, Penelope Cruz. Yes. Jessica As- Alba. As- Eva Longoria. Eh,
1: they're sort of. They're sort of Hispanic.
0: Whoa! Hispanic whoa! Like, whoa! They're,
1: they're Hispanic. Language. Whoa!
0: Wait a minute. Are you judging now? Go ahead. Go you only ahead. get to you only get to judge black, not black. Okay. You don't get All to do right. the Hispanic, okay. not Hispanic. Okay. I can't do that. Okay, <laughs> right. you stay in your lane, there, bro. Okay. By the way, I, I had to see online as well some little skirmishes erupting over Patrick Mahomes and his blackness because he is mixedfolks.com.
1: Yes, uh, uh, my buddy uh, type he texted me and he said, "Well, another black quarterback wins a uh, Super Bowl," and I said, "Well, half." <laughs> I i would be true.
0: So you're the so you're the half guy. A lot of people are like no one drop rule. Google it. No,
1: no, he's, he's,
0: he gets half. Okay, well, it's, I think it's a beautiful thing.
1: It's it. No, it's it, the it's black and white. It's a beautiful thing. It's a
0: black and white cookie. Bring everyone together, baby. Uh, hell of an athlete, hell of a player. Jordana Brewster is listed as Hispanic.
1: Really? Okay. Also, very fetching.
0: More, uh Jordana Brewster born in Panama City Panama okay. America
1: Selma Is that the goat? Selma Hayek? Is she the goat right now over she, Jennifer Lopez?
0: She's really good, but Selma yeah. Hayek Selma Hyde is I think 4 foot 11. No offense to ladies that doesn't are 4 matter. foot 11. Does doesn't it though? Matter. No,
1: doesn't matter. At
0: some point, Jay, don't you doesn't, think you got to be you have no height cut off on hot. I do not. 4 foot 6. three foot nine okay now you're crazy crazy. i just was trying to find your limit there (laughs) Uh, to me it's about five foot like you better be five one measurable for the media guide otherwise i'm like yeah uh selena gomez ariana Grande, selena gomez they're like
1: like little girls to me so i can't really
0: i know it is kind of sick isn't it it? they're so young it's kind of creepy no,
1: no can't really look at them.
0: So no. neither neither one. Not Aria Grande Good. or Selena Gomez. I'll, I'll,
1: I'll take I'll take Eva Mendez, I'll take Selma Hayek. I'll take uh like I said, Paz Vega. The chick chicken was in Spanglish with Adam Sandler. I think it's extremely hot. I haven't seen her in a while. Uh Jennifer Lopez.
0: Paz Vega. Oh, there she is. Oh yes. yes. Um here's one that's age appropriate. Vanessa Marcil. Very again. Born in Indio, me. born in Indio, California, to Patricia Irene Ortiz and Pete Ortiz, a contractor. So Vanessa Marcel is her stage name. She's an Ortiz. Had no idea. Okay. And scrolling, I got fifty here, Jay, and then we're done with this. Oh, and then and then the woman who just disappeared but is absolutely fantastic the hispanic cindy crawford the brown-haired brown-eyed beauty daisy Fuente. she got
1: married she got married and i saw her doing a late night infomercial
0: yeah yeah she's 53 years old wow. okay
1: was, yeah she was fetching though in the in the uh 90s all
0: right so moving right along, uh what else do you want to talk about before we get to FTG and wrap this up? Uh
1: the the what the fuck are the Boston Red Sox doing?
0: Okay, yeah, let's talk about this trade. So um Mookie Betts to the Dodgers plus the washed up and maybe cancerous David Price. For some guys I I heard of one of the two guys, the other guy I'm like, that's a made up name. He's really a guy. <laughs> Do you know the names <laughs> of the guys in the trade?
1: I barely know them. I I knew one. He's, he was a, a up and coming outfielder for the Dodgers, but the rest of them I had no clue.
0: Okay, so the Dodger, the Red Sox, still don't have a replacement manager. No, and now they traded their former MVP Mookie Betts. Right. How are we doing?
1: I don't I don't understand why they got rid of a guy who two years ago was the MVP of the league.
0: Well, he wanted too much money. Apparently, he wanted a fourteen for four hundred million dollar deal.
1: Oh, so the Red Sox, who print money, can't come up with that money?
0: <sighs> I don't know. It says Boston. It, it, it makes no sense. Boston is trying to get beneath the two hundred eight million dollar luxury tax threshold, and clearing their books of bets and price will go a long way towards reaching that goal. So, price was the bad contract. Get, get this, Jay. Price has three years. And ninety six million dollars remaining on his contract.
1: He did pitch well in the postseason.
0: Right. But that's a thirty million dollar thirty two million dollar guy for the next three years.
1: That's their fault.
0: I know. But I'm saying that's the reason. I'm saying that's the reason I guess they they, they felt okay getting rid of they didn't want to get rid of bets, but he wanted a ton of money. But as a benefit, they offloaded price's terrible contract
1: i can't believe you're not playing the drop you fire the black man
0: i don't (laughs) i don't have it handy
1: (laughs) (laughs) so you fire the black man huh okay
0: wait what is this in reference to well they're getting rid of Mookie Betts and David Price. Right? Oh, oh, okay. I only use that for managers and coaches who get fired. Trades are trades, okay. man. Part of the okay. part of the game. Um the uh here are the two names. Uh, so uh Alex Verdugo, who I've heard of, infielder. He's up that, and that's, coming.
1: That's the one
0: I've heard from. That, yes, the one I've heard uh, from. a third team, the twins uh get Kenta Maeda. And then the,
1: your from the Dodgers, yeah.
0: And then the twins ship hard throwing pitching prospect. This is the guy who said this can't be a real dude. Bruce dar Greater All.
1: Okay. Uh-huh.
0: Right. <laughs> dar Greater All. Bruised Good luck finding that on a license plate at Disney World. Bruzdar. B R U S D A R. Okay. Uh and Mike Dantoni says, Oh, <laughs> recruiting violations, it well, looks like it's good time for me to retire. That's gonna be
1: my FTG.
0: Oh. Uh well they will do it right now. Stand by everybody. Here we go. Okay. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. Ha <laughs> ha fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, here we go.
1: Yeah, so, so Mark D'Antoni, he uh, he gets caught with these violations. And there's a whistleblower who he had, who he had fired. And the whistleblower was like, you fired me? Hell okay, yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell everything. <laughs> and, and D'Antoni goes, you know what? I think it's time I spend time with the kids. Which, by the way, that's my favorite. He yeah. left to spend time. Because I saw Tom Izzo saying, yeah, he, he, he felt it was time to spend time with his family. No, he saw the cavalry coming, and he said, I got to get out of here. And Oh, by the way, two weeks ago, he got a $4.3 million bonus that kicked in. So, yeah.
0: And it was was a retention bonus, which reminds me of the great Seinfeld episode where Jerry is mocking the rental car counteragent saying, you're good at taking the reservation, but it seems like the holding of the reservation is where you're not so good. If you're going to have a retention bonus – You better fucking retain the guy, right? Right. Or get a refund on that bonus. Exactly. Exactly. So to Mark Dantoni O, you say.
1: Fuck that guy.
0: All right. My FTG goes to a generic person, Jay, not a specific person. The generic person who is beating the drum to have the one Hall of Fame voter in baseball who did not put Jeter into the Hall of Fame on his first ballot to explain his logic, that guy is the worst.
1: Yes, very much
0: so. There's a point to having a secret ballot. It's to ensure the most unfettered voting and the opinions to not be under the modern-day digital mob Hounding you to go. How could you not put him in? And there's people go. He should be accountable. Everyone, we should show everyone's votes. This is we got to we we got to know who this guy is. Why? So you can you know cut a promo on him on social media. Fuck off. He's a voter. He's apparently qualified to vote. And for whatever reason, he left Jeter off. It's not a big deal. Jeter is still in the Hall of Fame jeter is going into cooperstown jeter still has the hottest smoke show wife ever after banging all the super hot smoke shows
1: (laughs) by the way that list we had he had like four or five on that list
0: unbelievable yeah exactly so to the guy who says they should make their vote accountable i say fuck that guy all right jay that'll be it for today thank you as always for calling it's great to chat pal
1: have a safe uh, trip back from
0: Scotty, and bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Exactly. All right, we'll end on this. Super Bowl down in adults 18 to 49 yet again. Interesting. It's now the ninth straight year, that demographic, which you might say well isn't that everybody 18 to 49 no there's people older than 49 here's truly is one of them and they count they count for marketers they do market in the 50s and the 60s and even the 70s so the 18 to 49 demo which is not quite splitting the meaningful advertising demo in half but it's it's the better chunk of it the 18 to 49 has been going down now every year since 2011 in fact, in 2008, the 18 to 49 demo accounted for 50% of all viewers of the Super Bowl. So half. Now it's down to 39%. Whoa. 39% is the number now of 18 to 49s watching the Super Bowl. To me, that's a pretty chilling number. Not that the Super Bowl is going to go out of business. And not that they're not going to still make money on it hand over fist from now until the end of my lifetime. But as uh, John Candy was warned by people going next to him on the highway in planes, trains, and automobiles, you're going the wrong way. Roger Goodell, call your office. Oh, yeah. well, I'm already in my office. I'm, I'm under the desk right now working on issues in the community and that 18 to 49 demographic. That's it for me today. Thank you so much for listening and downloading. Tomorrow, if all goes well, we have scheduled a special bourbon podcast with our friend Fred Minnick, world-class bourbon taster, reviewer, has written books. He's got a new show that's coming out. It's going to be me and two of my fellow Knights of the Brown. Well, that sounded weird. My two fellow bourbon enthusiasts, Getter and Big Mikey, we're going to sit down in a studio, call Fred Minnick, and nerd out on bourbon. So if you got a bourbon question you'd like us to ask Fred Minnick, and you are a subscriber to Fridays, then go ahead and fire it into me via email or via social media. I'll make sure to see it, and we'll get it in front of Fred's ears, and he'll give you an answer tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you next time.